so much for tuning in to the School Safety 101 podcast. My name is Steve Webb, and I'm your host. This podcast is sponsored in part by Safe School Systems, providing school safety strategies to better protect our future. And Linux, that's L-E-N-X, which is taking security to a whole new level using affordable artificial intelligence surveillance and strategic communication to prevent an event. Within this podcast, we discuss 21st century school safety issues and best practices to help keep our kids safe while they attend school. Hi folks, I am so happy to be back in the saddle with this show and continuing to bring you life-saving strategies to help protect our children, but not just while they're in school, but everywhere they go. Our children are the most precious resource. They are our future, and it's our duty to keep them safe and secure. I must say, though, there are many instances that I continue to witness, continue to investigate, where that duty, what the law calls a duty of care, that is severely lacking, severely misunderstood, and something that I think we as a society need to address. So to set the stage here a bit, on what we will be discussing on this show in future discussions, I had the distinct honor to be one of just a few school safety leaders in the nation invited to tour the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas crime scene, Building 12, this past November. I will be speaking about this visit throughout the next couple of shows and in my keynotes throughout the coming year because it was absolutely heartbreaking and totally preventable. First of all, we were invited by Max Shackman, who lost his son Alex that day. A shout out to Max, who I had the opportunity to meet one-on-one while I was there. Hats off to you, sir, for working your tail off to make sure this doesn't happen to another child ever. Max, if you're listening to this show, you are a hero in my book because you are doing something that takes an incredibly strong individual to do. You provided complete access to the very spot your son Alex tragically perished so that we could spread the message and stop this violence before it occurs. Max, if you're listening, this goes out to you. This is my sincerest thanks for including me in your admission. I have discussed this in past shows, but it is never more prevalent than right now in light of what I saw during my visit with Max and the tour of Building 12. I am an appointed member of the Department of Children and Family Services Child Death Review Team for the Southern Region of the state of Illinois. There is nothing more tragic than the death of a defenseless child, and it is our responsibility to review the situation and determine what, if any, mistakes were made, anything that we can learn from, and and possibly change going forward. Now, by far, the most frequent situation that results in a child's death that we review quarter after quarter is co-sleeping. It is almost a given that each time we meet to review these death cases, there are co-sleeping deaths that could have been prevented. Mostly, these deaths are of our smallest and most vulnerable babies. As a result, we have helped pass laws and rules 
that provide training to new mothers on the dangers of cold sleeping. We have billboards scattered across the state regarding the dangers of cold sleeping. We have TV and radio commercials and newspaper ads about the dangers of cold sleeping. We've even prosecuted when there is actual proven neglect. And yet, this is still killing children at an alarming pace. So much so that it has become routine that parents admit, yes, yes, they have been told of the extreme dangers, but they have done it a few times and nothing happened until it did. And now their child is gone. Folks, there are a lot of people out there who are exactly like these parents, especially when it comes to school safety or the safety of their children when they're in, in public places. We allow complacency because in our research, meaning in our experiences, nothing has ever happened. And so, why invest the time and energy in something that is highly unlikely to occur? Why be paranoid when tragedy always seems to strike somewhere else? Well, folks, why do we invest the time, the time and energy? Why be paranoid? And then we say, and I have heard it said in virtually all of my interviews of people who have lived through these tragedies of school shootings, stabbings, and other types of extreme violence, we as a society say, I can't believe it happened here. Folks, it is hard to believe when tragedy strikes you, but when the proverbial smoke clears, we begin to fold back the layers of instances where we simply missed the opportunity to stop the violence because in our experience, we just don't know, don't understand, and possibly don't prioritize in our minds looking for signs of that downward spiral in, in an individual and responding to it. We don't look at prop doors as an imminent problem because no one has used that to enter our facility. Again, in, in our experience, they haven't. We don't see the fatal funnels and the ease of access that we create when we develop plans for new facilities because nothing has really ever happened that, again, in our experience, warrants our exploration of what-ifs and what's called the logic model, which, which is a series of questions that has no, no end. The questions go into infinity because there is no final answer. The questions in the logic model are, if we do this, then this could happen. And when it happens, then we do this to fix it. And guess what? Now this can happen. The logic model is what drove my research into creating the learner mindset, as I explained in my book and I speak about all across the country. The learner mindset, as, as I have discussed in, the, in this School Safety 101 podcast, is the answer to complacency because it never allows you to be prepared, fully prepared, or aware, or to just respond. It goes into infinity, the knowledge that we gain. The keys to that learner mindset, as, as derived from my studying that logic model and how much sense that makes, is to gauge and guide your mindset as degrees of preparedness, or better said, in a, in a constant drive to prepare. The mindset further looks at your awareness or your, or your willingness 
to continually strive to keep your body and your mind aware of the issues surrounding you and your children, as well as being aware of your environment, situational awareness. This awareness describes your drive to constantly learn the new trends and social issues surrounding our children in their world, in our schools, and in our communities. Next is that I don't simply want you to respond to a situation. Blindly respond. You must create the capacity within yourself to be responsive in responsiveness to issues, even when it is an unknown and endless abyss of information that surrounds you that says it is highly unlikely that anything will occur. That's what your, what your mind may be telling you if you don't train it to be responsive to the data that you're collecting. This lack of responsiveness is where complacency is nurtured and cultivated, and this, this complacency is what is killing our kids. Which, of course, leads me to the final part of the learner mindset, also called the para mindset in my book for the initials of preparedness, awareness, responsiveness. And the last part that you must adopt is advocacy. You must never rely on so-called experts like me or anyone else out there who may be, de may be deemed an expert to spread the message of safety and security and expect this to reach the masses. This must be done on the largest scale possible, and that is by you. You, the general population, the total population, who, even if you don't have children of your own, even if, even if you don't or have never experienced tragedy like a shooting or other mass-type violence, even if you've never thought about safety and security because you live in a rural area or some form of suburbia where being safe is considered the overwhelming norm, if after listening to this podcast, this show that is totally focused on protecting kids, you chose to listen to because you have some type of, some type of vested interest, if you don't go out and tell someone else about my learner mindset or about the logic model or you can even tell them to listen to the podcast or give them any parts of getting rid of this, this comfort of complacency, if you don't advocate for a new way of battling complacency, then the chain is broken. The link to change has stopped, and we go back to routine, back to some type of comfort level, this, i.e., complacency of comfort, that I discuss in depth in my keynotes at, at conferences across the nation and in my book. The advocacy part of the learner mindset is the key, the key to change. And it takes you. It takes you all to start the conversation and pass it on. Folks, I will be talking more about the visit to Building 12, but that complacency comfort that I have just discussed was so prevalent in Parkland that day. It was so prevalent, I got to see the aftermath firsthand. And I'm going to be discussing that in future podcasts. So please subscribe so you can receive the notifications of the next show because we are we are out of time today. So thank you so much for tuning in to this School Safety 101 podcast. 
I hope you gain some insight and motivation and especially a passion to help protect our kids. My name is Steve Webb, and you can reach me at www.drstevewebb.com. That's www.drstevewebb.com with comments or suggestions or certainly any ideas that can help keep our kids safe as we are all in this together for a safer tomorrow.